0: Just hold your Bible in your hand. Let's make this confession together. I thank you, Father, that your Word has the power to change my life. Today I give heed to it. I allow it to go into my ears, then into my mind, and then into my spirit. I'm a hearer of the Word and a doer of the Word, and I'll never be the same after today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. Jesus went to Peter's home, and there he saw Peter's mother-in-law sick in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, the fever left her, and she got up and began to wait on him. Today, I want to talk with you about the power of a touch. The power of a touch. We're used to seeing scriptures where P- Jesus touches people and speaks to them and says, be healed, stretch out your hand, uh, co- make, makes commands and things happen. Those are, ab- th- those are absolutely uh, in the Bible things that we believe in and things that we teach on and, and talk about and practice here. But there are also a lot of scriptures in the Bible that we don't necessarily I think we've passed over this whole idea that there were times when Jesus just touched someone and the power of his touch transferred whatever was in him into someone else and brought healing just that it doesn't say he said anything to Peter's mother-in-law be healed he didn't say that he touched her Um, Matthew chapter 20 verse 32 so Jesus stood still and called them and said what do you want me to do for you they said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion. And here, he didn't say anything. He said, what do you want me to do for you? And they said, Lord, our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion. And what happened? Their eyes. It's right up here, guys. Maybe we need to pray for eyes. That might be a good. So what did he do? Not a trick question. What did he do? He touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight. And they followed him. The power of a touch. Matthew chapter 14 verse 34, when they crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all that surrounding region and brought to him all that were sick and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well. doesn't tell us how many people there were. There could have been 10, a 100. Five hundred, 1,000? We don't know. But we know, according to this, it doesn't say that Jesus said anything to them. They filed by. They touched the hem of his garment. Touched him. Touched him. Touched him. Touched him. 10, 20, 100, 150, 300. People went by and touched him. And as many people as touched him. Doesn't say he said anything to them. Now, he may have. But these scriptures... Are helping us to see the power of Jesus' touch and the power of what happens when we touch Him. Luke chapter 22, verse 50. Jesus has gone out into the garden of Gethsemane. He's going to be arrested, and he's taken his 11 disciples with him because Judas went to, to get the uh, guards that were going to arrest him. So Jesus is out there praying, and the guards show up. And Peter, the Bible says, takes his sword, and he cuts off the right ear of the servant of the high priest. And Luke 22 verse 50 says and one of them which another gospel tells us it's Peter, Peter struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear but Jesus answered and said permit even this in other words don't stop them from arresting me I've got to do this in order to fulfill God's plan they've got to arrest me so permit them to arrest me and then the Bible says that Jesus touches the ear of the servant of the high priest and when he does that his ear is healed wouldn't that have been a remarkable thing to see whack somebody's ear off it's not there anymore and then Jesus just reaches up and touches it he never said be healed ear grow back he didn't say anything he touched his ear and his ear was healed pretty remarkable stuff Mark chapter 10, then they brought little children to him that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. So they bring little children to him, they bring little infants, little toddlers, because they just want him to touch them. They just they just want his blessing on them. So now, here's the place where it would be... Uh, be great. The direction that I could go in this message that I'm not going, this is a disclaimer right here, because the direction that I could go is all we need is the touch of Jesus. Look at how Jesus touched people, didn't even say anything, and healings happened, children were blessed, and we just need to seek out the touch of Jesus for him to take care of our issues. That'd be a great direction to go in, and man, that'd be a great message, but I'm not going there. Jesus dealt with our issues on the cross. So we're not, uh, how many of you love the touch of God? You know, I love the touch of, I love, I love worshiping and I love it. I love it when it's sometimes it's like heaven kisses our congregation. It's like this morning I felt that. Sometimes I get lost in worship. I'm just worshiping and they got to elbow me and go, "Uh, this is the last song the worship team has. Uh, You want them to sing something else? What do you want them to do? Because you're lost in God. You know, and I I love that. But you don't live on that. We don't live on, God, if you don't touch me. I'm not going to get healed if you don't touch me. Things aren't going to happen if you don't touch me. I won't feel close to you and I'll and I don't know if I can still follow you. Don't live there. Don't live in your feelings because Jesus dealt with all of our issues on the cross. And so now we have the word of God. I don't I don't say God, if you don't if you don't touch me, I'm not going to be healed. That's what he that's what he did until the cross. Then at the cross, the Bible says that he took stripes and he went to the cross for our sozo. The Greek word sozo means Salvation It means uh, deliverance, physical healing and safety, or healing. It means deliverance, healing, and safety, the Greek word so-and-so. And so, so we're not after the touch of God to meet our needs. Jesus met our needs on the cross. But there is power in the touch of God. And what I want to talk with you today is that there is power in the touch of God, and there is power in our touch, and there's power in the people who touch us the Bible says that God in the Old Testament the Bible says that God touches the mountains and smoke begins to come out of the top of the mountains the prophet Jeremiah said God touched my lips and words began to pour forth I'm going to start believing for that instead of studying for my messages I just want to show up at church and God touch my lips and your word will pour forth and I won't have to study that would be weird in fact I know some preachers that do that They need to stop that and study. But I want you to understand that there is power in his touch and there is power in a touch. We're going to talk about the touch of God and talk about your touch and the touch of others. This morning, the prayer partners prayed for me. Every Sunday morning before first service, I meet with my prayer partners. They gather around me. I tell them what I'm going to preach on and what I want to see happen in the service and they lay hands on and pray for me. And listen, I'm prayed up before I go in. It's not like I haven't prayed. I mean, I'm ready for the service. But when I go in there and they lay hands on me and they touch me, something powerful happens there's a, there, there's a shift that happens and all of a sudden if I, was, if, I was, if I was here now I'm here if I was there now I'm there But just because they lay hands on me and the power of their touch a lot of different kinds of touch there's a firm touch like a handshake how many of you like a firm handshake a handshake is a touch so you know I don't like this handshake